재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵. Yes, it is time for a part of my English Monday morning and times. Uh, we succeed. Sometimes we fail. But today we're going to focus on all the achievement we can make. And we're going to use it. As a springboard to achieve in Tokik as well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, but maybe we can put a feather in your cap. I've actually never heard of this expression before. A feather in your cap? Feather in your cap. That's a good thing, right? Yeah. Just to, it's basically an achievement to be proud of. So, for example, we can say uh, it's a real feather in your cap uh, that we have, a set, uh, we have set a new Olympic record. Or Cindy earned a feather in, in her cap by getting an A in physics. Ah, so these are not like every day. It's more like rare achievements. Because it's not every day that you set an Olympic record. But it could be every day. And it's day. not every day that Cindy gets an A in <laughs> physics. I mean, she has been slacking. <laughs> That's true. Um, oh, Cindy, come on. Um, but if we take a look at the origin, feathers have been uh, used as, as decoration by us people for a very long time to honor people who showed great Bravery on the battlefield, and it's believed that this kind of practice has been made into an idiom in the early around 1700s in the United States when European immigrants started to settle into the American continent. So, like many other people, Native Americans also awarded their warriors who performed a brave act with feathers, and it supposedly contributed uh, creating this idiom. So that's how we just say a feather in your cap. Feather in your cap. We did have any relation to. There's a song. It's an American folk song that says Yankee Doodle went to town riding, riding on, on a, a pony, pony, stuck a feather in his head, and Hat called and... it macaroni. Yeah, why would he call it macaroni? I don't know. I don't know if I just made that up or is that no? That's actual... how the song goes. He called it macaroni. Yeah, maybe it just rhymed. Maybe there's a hidden meaning behind it. Maybe Yankee Doodle is the inventor of macaroni, and that's a feather in his cap. And he did definitely achieve well, it. Then, I guess if 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 it's uh, if it's up to par, if it's worth it. If it's going to do the trick, then I guess we would say make the grade. Okay. Does that have any relation to feather in your cap? Well, um, I guess you can find uh, some sort of connection there uh, to succeed well, or to reach the required standard. So if you did make the grade, you can put a feather in your cap. Right. Okay. So for example, then, did you hear about Stephen? Mm-hmm. He failed to make the grade and didn't get into law school. Oh, Stephen! Does that mean that he doesn't get a feather in his cap then? Stephen doesn't get a feather. Unless the goal was to fail, then he gets <laughs> He's like, a feather. That's why are you wearing that feather? Yeah. I failed it. First one to do it. Achievement goals. Everyone thought she wouldn't make the grade. But when she made a killing in the end, everyone wanted to know her secrets. I'm sorry. I just twisted it in my mind as if like when she, when she committed a murder, everyone was trying to figure out. How she did it. How she did it. <laughs> it could be like a killer That's recipe. Not, yeah, we're talking about we're talking about making a killing, bringing the bread home. Yeah. Let's take a look at the origin. All right. So this idiom, it's often used to describe academic achievements. But grade – ah, I see grade. does not actually come from grades, but it comes from gradient, slope. Okay. So uh, back when railroads were being uh, laid in America mm-hmm. – Back in about uh, 1912 to link the east and west coast. It was a, it was a you know, big deal. Like railroads is a huge industry. So people had to make careful calculations to ensure that the trains could handle going up steep gradients as planned. So 
if you're like, you know, looking from a oh, trade's perspective, I see, I coming see. up to the hill, oh, I don't know if it can make that grade. It's like the choo-choo train that said, I think I can, I think I can. Right. And, and he finally started... went up the slope. Oh, he did make it. Yeah. And he got a feather in his cap. Yeah, he certainly did. He hit the bullseye as well. Uh, to get something exactly right or to be on target. Uh, for example, we can say the arrow hit the bullseye and I earned 10 points. Pat on the back for me. Um, an explanation for this can go, uh, well, a bullseye is the center of a target. If you've ever played darts uh, at the bar or if you've ever been uh, a fan of archery, you'd know that. And other targets like those uh, used in the game uh, of darts or other types of shooting practice also have those hard-to-hit spots in the center that are also called bullseye. And... The origin of this is also a bit uncertain. Nobody really knows where this came from, but some believe it uh, to date back hundreds of years ago when English archers would uh, gather together after church services in small villages and to practice their skills and see who had the most accurate shot, they would use the white skull of a bull as a target. And the person with the greatest skill was the one who shot an arrow through the empty bull's eye socket. All right. Yeah. That makes a little bit more sense. I was thinking that, you know, when you do archery, there's specific places that you should shoot the ar- the arrow in uh-huh. to prevent the least amount of blood loss and the least amount of pain oh, as well really? to make more of an instant kill. Because otherwise, you, you, if you shoot him with an arrow, that could be a quite slow and painful death for sure. the animal. So I thought maybe this is where that came from. But apparently it's, it's target practice with the skull. But then again, you know, that could be another argument. Nobody says it's for sure this story. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And if it's your prized bull and you just hit him in the eye, maybe that would be a little bit of a Pyrrhic victory. Oh, a Which, victory. A victory, yeah, that's not worth winning because the winner has lost so much in winning it. So, yeah, if your prized bull is being used as the target and you win okay. first, pr- first prize, that also means you lose your bull. Actually, in uh, Korean, we have the pib with a pickle kind of phrase. I think this could be a, an English translation. All right. So, for example, we can say she won the court case, but it was a Pyrrhic victory. She had to pay all those legal fees. All right. Or, though it would be a Pyrrhic victory, uh, to be sure, our members are quite passionate. Mm-hmm. So where did this come from? So this phrase originates from the story of King Pyrrhus mm-hmm. of Epirus. I do not know where that is, but he was a king who uh, suffered the original pirate victory. He landed on southern Italian shore with 20 elephants and 25,000 to 30,000 soldiers ready to defend against uh, the fellow Greek speakers, against, to defend the Greek speakers against Roman domination. Mm-hmm. So he won the first two battles that he participated in arrival on the southern Italian shore. But then throughout the course of those two battles, he lost a very high number of soldiers. So... By the end, he ended up losing the war because his soldiers became too thin. His army became too thin. Okay. So those, I think those, those two wars, and, and in both cases, the victories over the Romans, the Roman side suffered more casuals, casualties than, than the pirate side did, mm-hmm. right? So the Romans also had a much larger army to work with. Thus, their casualties meant less to them than Pyrrhus's did to his side. The term pirate victory then comes from these devastating battles. So I think it's from his perspective where he won those first two battles, but he lost so much of his army. So in the end, like the overall war, he wasn't able to finish out. Yeah, look at that. You got to save also. You got to save your your energy, your strength, your people before But would he have even beat those two battles? I don't know. Was it a losing battle to begin with? An interesting idiom to add to our vocabulary list. One I didn't know too. And definitely not artificially 
intelligent. It's not, <laughs> no. it's not just it's not superficial knowledge. We're going deep. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you have it for our part in my English today. Lots of success and lots of achievement. Hopefully for you guys to come as well. We'll leave you with Kim Burrell and Pharrell Williams. I see a victory.